This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. How are we doing? How is your week? Listen, we're just going to jump into this one. Okay, I have a little life update for you, but we'll do that next week. Because to be totally honest with you, I'm just like, I'm just navigating some shit right now. You know what I mean? And I need a second to process. And that's why next week I will be here with a little more juice and a little more tea for you. Okay. I don't mean to be a shady bitch, but you know, when you're just like going through a little something, you're like, okay, I need to like figure this out. That's me right now. Okay. Last week was fucking nuts. Like I have this cold that just won't leave me will not leave me and then we have a bunch of old fucks trying and unfortunately succeeding at taking away our reproductive rights what a fucking time to be alive you know what i mean we're not going to get into that right now but because that's just that's a whole other conversation and i'm gonna try to keep it bright in here okay so let's talk about this episode this episode has been such a long time coming this episode is with Pau, who is one of my best friends and somebody so, so special to me. I'm going to let our conversation do the talking, okay? And I'm going to let her introduce herself. And I'm just so excited for you guys to listen and to hear us talk like really, really openly about friendship, adult friendships, about our friendship. Pau opens up about a really impactful and difficult situation in her life. We talk about living out of fear and how we've both done and have been doing that. And we talk about self-worth and the concept of feeling not good enough, in quotation marks, not good enough. You know, about things that we've been navigating that you just would never see on the screen. I just honestly forgot like our microphones were even there for a second. And that's when you know you're just, it's so easy to talk and to be open when it's someone you feel so safe with, you know? Oh, and speaking of microphones, okay, listen, my dumbass had some weird setting on my microphone. I don't know what I did wrong. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know what I did wrong. The audio is just like slightly off. And I'm, again, I'm so sorry about that, but it's like totally bearable. You know, it's just not as perfect as as I would like it, but it's okay because the conversation is amazing. So just pretend it's perfect. Okay. Okay, cool. So I can't wait, I can't wait for you guys to listen, to get to know her, to hear more about her story. She's such an incredible person and is someone who just has like a really, really special place in my life, in my heart, and who has had my back in just like just a crazy special way as well ever since we became friends so i can't wait for you guys to listen and that's it for the intro so make sure you give her some love i will leave her tiktok her instagram everything will be linked if you don't follow her already come say hi to me because i'm a needy bitch and i want your love and attention okay um and if you're struggling as well with anything I wish I had an answer for you, but like, I'm here for you. Hit me up, DM me. We can struggle together and um, I'm here for you. I already said that. Okay, let's get into this episode. I can't wait for you guys to listen. Be kind to yourself. Take care of yourself. Hope you guys have a fun weekend. Hope you have a few, like, I hope you get into some trouble this weekend because I don't think I'm going to be getting into some trouble. I think if you're listening to this on Thursday, I am actually flying home to like, figure out my shit i know i'm being shady okay let's get into this love you guys i'll see you next week okay hi hi i'm so <laughs> nervous wow welcome to the podcast i've been wanting to be on this podcast like forever okay if, if this is somebody's first time listening to you hearing you in their ear how would you introduce yourself wow okay i feel like i'm at a job interview <laughs> um i mean why do you want the position <laughs> 
Well, I'm really good at organizing. No, okay, I'm kidding. Um, my name is Paulina. Um, I was born and raised in Costa Rica. I'm a full-time content creator. I love fashion. Um, and I love helping people monetize their platforms and like develop social media strategies. So that's what I do right now. I do a lot of fashion videos and a lot of like consulting sessions and I have online courses just to help people out there really understand more about the industry and how to grow. I feel like people, they really gatekeep all the secrets. They're like, it's a very competitive industry. So people are always like, no, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to give you the email. I'm not going to give and I just find that pointless. If we would all work together, I feel like we would all grow and benefit so much out of the process. So that's what I do. I give, quote unquote, the secrets to people on how to grow on social social media. What a perfect fucking introduction. I don't. I hate when people ask me to introduce myself. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it because I I don't know ever what to say. That was perfect. Okay, how did we meet? Yeah. Why don't you tell people how we Okay, I'm going to tell my side and then you tell your side, okay? This could be interesting. So, um, okay, so I was in... So, Pau lived in Costa Rica when I did. We went to the same high school, but I didn't know her in high school. Like, I know who she was because we went to a very small high school. So, if there was one new person, you knew exactly who it was. My graduating class was like 40 fucking people. So, we all knew everybody, right? So, I remember, obviously, like, I knew who she was, but I just... We never hung out or anything. So fast forward, I'm in D.C. in college and my um, how would I describe her? A one of like the counselors that I had during high school that helped me with like SAT prep and she had very popular uh, counseling place. Bao and I both went there, I guess. I didn't know that at the time, but she was messaging me and she was like, oh, my God, Paulina is at AU as well. And I was like, oh, my God, no way. Like, I had no idea. And obviously, you guys know me like fucking social butterfly i was like oh my god i can't wait to meet her you know and so one day i'm just walking i remember this moment like perfectly (laughs) i was walking to class and i just see her like looking into like she's like texting on her phone and she's just like you know when somebody's just like so focused on their phone and normally i would never interrupt but i was like oh my god i have to say hi so i stop her and i'm like oh my god hi and she's like hi (laughs) she's like a little scared of me for some reason and i was like oh my god hi what's up like like let's do something soon (laughs) and then she was like yeah okay and then like she ran away and then we uh, actually lived in the same building as well sorry this is a long story but so then she was like trying to hide from me i don't know why and so one day finally i was like okay are we gonna like have dinner or something and she was like yeah 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 yeah." and so we went to dinner we went to the cheesecake factory and I think that's where she was like, okay, this is, she's a cool bitch. She's a cool bitch. And then the rest was history, honestly. So what's your side? <laughs> I obviously knew Lisa. Um, we went to the same college, but I thought she was super intimidating. I mean, you were... So crazy. Yeah, I mean, you were older than I than I was. And the same college counselor had reached out. And she was like, Lisa is also going to American. You should, you should talk to her. And I was like... She was setting us up. Yeah, but I was like, fuck no. And every time, like, I would see you all the time on campus. And I was like shit she's going to the communications building okay i'm gonna go through the other door we had the same major fully avoiding her what what did you think i was gonna do i don't know i just saw you like i mean you were like senior when i was like sophomore in high school i was two years older than you i know i don't know why i thought you were super intimidating so and i also remember i don't know if you if you remember this or know this but you and i used to skip a lot of school yeah Yeah, and we used to leave early. And yeah. when you like, you had to like sign this form to leave early. I would forge. And you the and signature. I would always sit down on the stairs waiting to be picked up. Oh my god, yeah. And I would always look at you. I'm like, fuck, don't look at me. Come. And I would always text my dad like, where are you? Hurry up. <laughs> but anyways, okay. So fast forward to college. Uh, I would always avoid her. And then one so day, rude. I'm on my phone. So rude. And she's like, oh my god, we have to do something. And I'm like, shit, shit, shit. And she's like. Um, have my phone number and obviously I didn't save her phone number I pretended like I was saving it but I didn't so rude guys holy <laughs> fuck and then I was like okay I got rid of her and then I go home and the elevator opens and there she is again and she's like you never texted me <laughs> and I was like yeah no I mean I, I she was so scared of me yeah I was like I lost your I lost your phone number she's like let's go to dinner and I'm like yeah sure one of these days and she's like no let's go to dinner right now and then I don't know why I couldn't think of any excuse and I was like fuck I remember texting my boyfriend like 
I have to go to dinner with this girl. Help me get out of this. Like, what am I doing? And then I was, we went to Cheesecake Factory and he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't know why. I kind of love her. <laughs> and he's like, what? It tends to happen. You know? and, yeah. <laughs> and the rest is, the rest is history. Um, I always say that Lisa forced me to be her friend, but it's the biggest gift the universe has given me so i'm really thankful for forcing (laughs) me forcing you to be my friend but yeah me forcing you yeah okay oh my gosh i love our story and how it began um so yeah we did college together basically like i guess the two years because i was only there for three years so we had two years there together and for me it was so nice because even though we didn't know each other in costa rica like i don't know how to explain it but it's like when you meet someone from like where you're from and who has all these parallels and understands like your culture and just I don't even know how to explain it like it just gives you this sense of home and that's kind of what Pau was for me was like I don't know I just I always felt just like safe so it was really nice and comforting you know just to have you there and also I think something that people probably don't know is I think one of the reasons why we became so close was also we have a weird we have these interesting parallels in our families as well while we're in very different situations there are things that overlap and there was a lot of things going on for me in college when in like in terms of my family and so and you just like understood that so much and th- for me that was like i don't know i think that was just one of the main pillars i think that brought us close together was like you were such a support for me with that and then ever since that we've just always been close and i think something i wasn't even gonna get into friendships first but maybe we can do that first because something that i value so much with you and it's something you and i talk about all the time with friends is we have such a special friendship because it for me there's no pressure it's a very it's this it's like a i don't want to say unconditional but it's it's a because i think every relationship should have conditions you know what i mean but i think it's very like i'm never stressed I'm never like, oh, if I have to cancel on her, she's going to get upset at me. Or if I don't answer you right away, I know you're not going to get upset at me. Or if I fuck up in some way, obviously, like, there's, like, you know, there's a spectrum, obviously. But it's a very understanding. It's a friendship that is so understanding and so empathetic. And I think that goes back to just the person you are, the way that I am. And I think it's just compatible, you know what I mean? I think it's really compatible and that's something that I love because it's so nice to feel like someone is there and they have your back and they're not going to be up. You know how you have those people in your life? I think we all probably have them like you can't like bail on them because they'll make you feel guilty. they'll make you feel really upset. And I'm not saying bailing is a good thing, but I my friends know this and I know this as well. I'm very self-aware like I'm a moody bitch and I might make a plan and then the day comes and I'm like, honestly, I'm not in the mood anymore. And yeah, I guess with you, it's just like, it's, it just feels so easy. It does. And I also think that something that I don't know if I've ever told you this before. This is my, this might be the first time. Um, one of the reasons that your friendship became so important to me is that when I was in college, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. It's called ulcer colitis. Um, my life, um, took a drastic change. It was very hard for me to accept it. I don't think, I, I mean, I was diagnosed eight years ago. and I don't think I accepted it till like two years ago yeah recently yeah it was very hard for me and you were one of the few friends who was there for me supported me and you knew I couldn't do a lot of things anymore and you were okay with that like you know I you knew I couldn't drink alcohol and get wasted anymore and you were fine with that like you would do you do like other plans like let's go shopping let's go to m street let's do homework together you know what's crazy it never even like it it never clicked in my head like oh my god i have to shift all our plans like it didn't register like that to me it was just like oh what are we like let's do this of course but for me it was very hard because it was college like no totally but i'm saying i wonder if some friendships that you had for them it was like oh well you know she can't do this anymore so like yeah i definitely became the boring person (laughs) definitely um it was very hard for me because 
Um, I didn't have anybody to talk to about it. I couldn't even understand what was happening to my own body. Yeah. And it was so easy to talk to you. Like I remember going to your apartment. She had a beautiful, like super aesthetic uh, living room, white rug, this little cute uh, glass table. But um, we would sit there and just talk for hours. You would tell me a lot of things about your family and I was able to tell you about my disease and everything that I was going through without judgment without I would never worried like oh my gosh she's gonna tell the rest of Costa Rica or she's gonna laugh at me or whatever you were super supportive and it was weird because we had recently met I think yeah. it was like we had met like three months before that or something like that yeah for somebody who isn't doesn't know what that disease is composed of how would you explain it to somebody now knowing what you know now Okay, so basically... Because um, it's a huge part of your life. Yeah, sorry, this sounds horrible, but no. it is what it is. Why does it sound horrible? Um, because basically what happens is that you start to get all these ulcers in your colon and they start to get big and they start to bleed. So basically you go to the bathroom with a lot of blood and you have violent vomit and like it's the most horrible stomach pain I've ever had. Uh, you can't really hold down anything like you eat and you throw up uh, it's excruciating it's, a, it's an excruciating pain and I remember thinking I was so weak I started to lose all this weight of course and I remember thinking like wow my iPhone is so heavy like imagine thinking your iPhone is heavy like that's crazy and um, obviously my mood changed a lot like I wouldn't say I was depressed but I was unmotivated and that's so crazy because that's not how I picture you in college. Like I would never in my life use the word unmotivated to describe you. And I'm not even just saying that. Like I, I truly. I think it was because you were my safe zone. So when I was when I was with you, everything was okay. Like I, rem I know it sounds super stupid, but I remember you like texting me like, come down, we have this class at two, we'll go together. And we would always ride together. Um, I can still picture your car. I know. I can I, picture the smell of your car. Because we would, we lived five minutes from campus, but Lisa would drive there. Of I course. Didn't, I don't want to walk. She's like, it's cold. I don't want to walk. And I'm like, well, it's a free ride, so I might as well jump in. <laughs> but so I guess, I guess our friendship was so meaningful because it was my safe zone and you were also going through a rough time. So we could just lean on each other without any expectations, as Lisa said before, like, I could text her and be like, I don't feel like going out today or I don't yeah. feel like going to your house. And I I didn't have to go into details. I didn't have to say, I'm vomiting. Yeah, yeah. I have horrible diarrhea. No, I could just say, I'm not going to make it tonight and it was going to be fine. Yeah. And that's something that I, oh, I just, I value that so much in my friendships, especially I think as I get older, just because we have, so, like, as you get older, life just piles more things onto you and everybody is it's obviously situational and life happens to people at different speeds and at different rates and at different amounts all the time but so that's why i really try to not judge and not hold things against people and not you know get upset at people and not get upset if i don't get a message right away and not you know it's like yeah you have expectations with the people in your life and that are very close to you obviously right but I think I also like to have this like um, blurry area where I'm like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Like, especially just because of everything I've been through. And for me, mental health is so real. And I always think about that with people. I don't think that crosses a lot of people's minds, right? Like if I have a plan with somebody, let's just say like, I don't know, a new friend. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, but maybe a few years ago, I would never have been like, hey, I'm having a really anxious day. And actually, I think I need to like take care of myself. Like I would never have said that a few years ago because I probably would have been like, well, she's not going to understand. Or, you know, I was already assuming that this person would un understand when in reality, I have no idea what their mental health struggle is, first of all. But more importantly, it doesn't matter. More importantly, the conversation that I have now with anyone, I don't care who it is. If I've met you for a second or five years, I'll tell you like, hey, I'm actually really fucking anxious today i just had a panic attack and i think i'm just gonna stay home and the way they receive that is not up to me mm -hmm. i also think you're really good at like i don't know how you do it <laughs> she has like a i don't know like a special power but you're really good at reading people yeah I, it's like the only thing i'm good at <laughs> no that's not true that's not true she's really good at a lot of things but um i also remember this this is probably insignificant for you but it marked uh 
it, it marked me. Um, I remember, is, is that even a word? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> it marked me. Um, I remember having a really shitty day. But I didn't tell you. In college? Yeah. I was having a horrible day. It was snowing. It was horrible. And I got home and I, I will never forget. It was a butterfly, ca- butterfly card and it said, I know you're having a crappy day. I'm here for you. And then I, she, she sent me 12 boxes of double stuffed Oreos. I was obsessed with Oreos. <laughs> I, I, I'm still, I'm still on. I just, I can't eat them anymore because of my disease. But in that moment, even though I was recently diagnosed, I was in denial. So I would just eat Oreos. Oreos. That <laughs> was the only thing that was making me happy at that time. And I remember, it just, I, I got the package, and it was 12 boxes of double stuffed Oreos. <laughs> I still have the card. I saved it. I saved all your cards too. And I was like. How the hell did she know I was having such a bad day? But you just knew. We we hadn't even spoken like in two days or something like that. So that's something you're really good at. So I'll just remember that. That's so sweet. I remember getting you the Oreos. They're good. I love that. I loved having that experience in DC. And I think I, I think it's for people in my life. Not that maybe they don't understand our friendship. Not at all. I just mean like I don't think. I'll, people like even know the things that brought us very close together you know what i mean because it's very dark shit yeah (laughs) very very personal (laughs) like really dark shit like i've talked to you guys about my sister before and that's literally that's when shit started going crazy is then so who else could i text and be like hey lisa i'm shooting a lot of blood i don't know what to do i was like i'll get the oreos (laughs) (laughs) yeah No, but you also, you were always offering to like, hey, do you need me to go to CVS? I'll bring you your medicine. Do you need me to go to the doctor's appointment with you? How can I help? Like, nobody was offering that help. Yeah. I wasn't, that's not fair to say because I was also, I wasn't reaching out to yes, anybody because right. I didn't want to talk about the subject. Yeah. And somehow you knew that I needed that. So that was very meaningful. Were you scared to talk about this on your platform? Yeah, 100%. Why? Because I guess, um, I think you've said this before, people love to like, they make a mental image of what they think your life is. And that's something that I struggle a lot with my social media presence. And But sorry I, to interrupt, do you think a part of that is from where, because of where we're from and the culture that is there? Or do you think that's a universal concept? I think it's a universal concept. Like we know as a fact that social media affects our self-esteem. Like we keep comparing ourselves to other people's lives and looks and clothes and whatever. Um, and I used to get a lot of comments about my weight. Oh my God, she's so skinny, eat a burger, blah, blah, blah. But makes me so mad. Yeah. But nobody knew that I was literally so sick. sick. Yeah. So sick. Like I eat a lot, but I was so sick that I couldn't keep anything down. I would throw up. Um, I couldn't absorb nutrients. So my hair was falling off. My skin was breaking. It was crazy, but I wasn't ready to talk about this because I wasn't ready to even accept it. Like, how can I talk about something that I'm not even accepting? How do you think you got to the acceptance? Um, 2018, it got really bad, really, really bad. I was. Is that when you started chemo? Well, it's not a chemo. It's a. It's called the biologic. It, what it does, they people call it like a chemo, but it's not really. Um, what it does, it it's that it turns off your um, immune system, so that way your immune system can't keep attacking itself. Mm-hmm. So 2018, I was super sick, in and out of hospitals all day long. And that's when I realized like, either you accept this and make a huge change, or this is gonna become unmanageable completely. Mm -hmm. And it was very hard for me at the time I was working as a newscaster. I actually- I remember this. I loved my job, but I I ended up hating it because how how I felt. Mm -hmm. So somehow I now relate the job to my health which is so not okay but it's it's it happens with i think trauma Mm -hmm. like not to sorry to interrupt you but i think that happened to me with miami because my dad passed away in the city even though he wasn't from here or lived here and it took me fucking years to be able to come to the city i hated it i couldn't even think of it and now i live here and i live two blocks away from the building where i lived with my dad when we were getting chemo in miami that's crazy so i think it's a very human 
I think it's a natural instinct, a protective instinct that we have to associate whatever was going on at the time with whatever traumatic thing is also going on simultaneously. And it's a protective thing where it's like, oh, if I think of that, it's going to make me, it's going to trigger me and, and make, me, make me think of my trauma. So true. It's I, so real. I, I, the other day I was like, I hated that job. And then I was like, why? Really? Did yeah. I really hate that job? Or did no, you I hated what was going on at the time. Exactly. So yeah, I was very sick and I was like, either I make a drastic change or I don't know what's going to happen to me, but the disease just kept getting worse and worse and worse. So I made a lot of changes. Like I, what? For example, I changed my diet completely, which was very hard for me um, because I'm a foodie. I love food. So it was very hard for me. Like you can't drink alcohol. You can't eat fried food. No more processed foods. No more Oreos. No more gummy bears. No more chocolates. I still eat a lot of chocolates, but I try to buy quote unquote healthy ones. Um, so I had to change that. I also had to change my lifestyle. Like I couldn't keep on this no sleep all nighters thing. Um, I couldn't party and then party till 5 a.m. and be in class at eight or at work. No, that, that yeah. wasn't part of me. And I also had to learn to like take a step back and be like, okay, I can't hang out with these people anymore because they don't like the new pop. So I have to find people who are okay with the new pao. And it was very hurtful at the beginning. And then it was very nice because I, I found true friends. Well, it's like the trash took itself out. <laughs> literally, literally. I can't believe that. And I, I know we've talked about this before, but when you say like they didn't like the new pao, was it just like this inability to meet you where you were at? You know what I mean? Like, oh, you can't drink anymore? Okay, well then maybe let's go to the movies. Like, there wasn't even that... I think it's very, it's a very hard disease to understand because if you, like, if you looked at me, I looked fine. I looked perfect. Right, but it's the same, but it's the same with mental health. Of course. It doesn't, it's the same with an eating disorder. I looked literally fine. You would never know what I was going home. I'm not comparing. I'm just saying. It makes me so mad. But that's why people don't... It makes me so mad because these, like there are so many diseases there are so many mental health illnesses there are so many problems that individuals might have and they don't have a look an eating disorder doesn't have a look it it, maybe there's a preconceived notion in your mind that you've established as to what somebody with an eating disorder looks like but that's not universally true and the same goes with a disease right like obviously i don't know i'm I'm referring to eating disorders because i had one or whatever i don't know about that but my point is that's it makes me mad it's hard it's def- it was very hard to explain to people like look i have to make this transition even people who were very close to me like for example my dad is like my best friend but he could not understand or accept that his daughter was sick so he'd be like Ugh. he'd be like let's go take let's go drink gin tonics and i was like dad i, I can't. can't but why you look fine i'm like dad you know what the doctor said he's like yeah but one is not gonna kill you and it was and it's not because my dad doesn't love me. It's probably you know? his coping mechanism. Was, no, he probably loved you too much. He didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. He still doesn't know how to deal with it. I always say that my disease is a huge blessing in disguise. I am. I thank God for it every day because it taught me so much about life and it made me fell in love, fall in love with myself. And my mom gets really mad every time I say this. It's like she gets pissed off and she's like when you say that it made you fall in love with yourself yeah when i say that my disease it was a blessing okay she gets really mad and she's like stop saying that my daughter is sick blah 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 and i'm like okay mom that's fine because you're still in denial but i have come to terms with it and i'm actually really happy it's made me a more empathetic person it's made me less judgy it's made me it's given me a lot of things yeah which is such a beautiful way of looking at a situation that is not beautiful. Exactly. Right? So so it's 2018. You you reached like an acceptance. You made changes in your life. And then what? how have like the last few years been? One of the things that was very hard about my disease is that every single doctor gave me a different medicine or different treatment or whatever. Yeah. And I, my case was a very special case. So basically nobody wanted to deal with me. Like doctors didn't really want to have to deal with me. Uh, I remember several doctors even said like, oh, she's just depressed. Just like, just give her an antidepressant. And my body was on fire inside. Like I knew something, you know, when something's wrong, you know, when you're, you Absolutely. don't feel like yourself. And I remember it's really crazy. I'm, I'm not religious at all, but I remember sitting in the car, crying my eyes off and my eyeballs out. And I was like, please send me somebody who's going to help me. 
And that day I went to a doctor's appointment and that doctor changed my life. Uh, he studied my case um, for hours and he's the only person that has actually helped me. So if you ever hear this, um, just know that I owe you my life. Oh my God, and, stop, I'm gonna cry. Yeah, I, I wrote him a letter when I got in remission and it was so meaningful that somebody would help another human being the way he helped me. So I was wow. very thankful for that. And I was finally in remission thanks to this doctor. So what does that look like now? So now basically I have a normal life, mm -hmm. uh, but I still, I still, I still don't drink. I still can't eat a lot of things. I don't like, I can eat fried food, but I can't process it. Like I right. feel really bad. So I just avoid like it. you can do these things, but it just doesn't make you, it doesn't help you in any way. Basically. I know it's bad for me. Yeah. So I just avoid Which it. Which it is in general. So I, I, exactly. you know, um, I know I'm in remission because of this medicine though. So I know that if the medicine was removed, my body would probably go wacko. So I, I'm careful with what I eat. I'm careful with what I do. And is it is this medicine something you have to take forever? Well, you're not supposed to. Or you don't. Or is it like a we'll see how? It's kind of a we'll see. It's a very new medicine, mm -hmm. so there isn't a lot of research. Right. Um, my previous doctor really avoided it because it was so new. Yeah. And because obviously. I mean, it's dangerous to have your immune system uh, asleep, but um, it gave me my life back. So I'm really thankful for that. And we'll see how it goes. Um, I just turned four years since I started on the medication. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, I started May 5th, 2018. So it's been four years. We have to look for a plan B because I do have to like start uh, looking for something else. But in the meantime, I think you should be so proud of yourself, not only for everything you've been through, because you're so fucking strong. And I always, I could always, I would always tell my mom this. I would always tell her, like, my mom adores Bao, like, literally loves her. And I would always tell her, like, it's just like, I, it's, it blows my mind. It always impacts me so much when I come across somebody who's present day navigating some heavy shit and they're still able to show up and be present with you and smile with you and not be in any way and like it never victimize themselves like even though you had every fucking right to do all those things whenever you wanted to like i literally can't think of one day where i was with you and i was like wow she was like really in a bad mood or like really upset or you know like maybe obviously if i saw you a day i could tell that maybe something was going on that's different but i mean like i don't know how to say this word admirable 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 i don't know like it's something that i love about you like just how you're able to you're just so strong it was hard i'm not gonna lie it was hard but even to this day like even when because that's not the only thing that's heavy that you face and and you're still so able to just doesn't matter what's going on you can set it to the side and show up for whoever you have to show up for and that's a really incredible thing like i think you should be really proud of yourself and especially for sharing this Thank you. <laughs> it's like the first time I think I talk about it openly, not because I am ashamed of it at all, but nobody's really ever like cared to really ask. I think people are scared of things they don't understand. 100%. And I think people judge things when they don't understand them. And I think I'm sure there's going to be somebody listening to this who either has struggled with an autoimmune disease like yours or something similar or just has some parallels and it's going to feel so identified because you're not the only person experiencing this no 100%. you know but the fact that you have a platform and that you choose to share things that are heavy like that to me is like i think that's like it's so it's so meaningful i don't even have i don't, I don't even have words for it you know thank you it's been rough I'm not gonna lie i feel like people always look at my instagram and they're like oh my god you have it so easy no bro Things are never like that. I was going to ask you this. So if somebody looks at your Instagram, if somebody looks at your TikTok, I mean, it's really fucking impressive. What do people not see on the screen? Besides the, the things we've talked about, obviously. I guess the hard work. People always think like, oh my God, she just posted a video and just went viral. I, I have a hard drive, a hard drive with more than 400 videos that nobody's ever going to see because they're super embarrassing. But I didn't know how to film, edit, make videos. So I had to practice and practice makes perfect. Sorry, before we get into this, what's your favorite platform right now? TikTok or Instagram? TikTok by far. Really? By always? Far. Is it always, just? Always. Okay. Always. I love TikTok. Okay. 
Um, and yeah, people, people don't see that. People didn't see me reading books, listening to YouTube videos, taking online courses. Should we talk about when we started? Yeah. Because I love that. I wanted to talk about that. So I want to hear how this was for you. But basically, when, when we graduated college, like I mentioned, we both studied the same thing. And we were both, we would have conversations about how we both wanted to become bloggers, content creators, influencers, whatever you want to call it, right? I, you guys have heard, if you listen to the podcast, you heard me speak about this journey for me, which was fucking hard. And I hid it from everybody. I blocked every... She blocked me on Instagram. No, she I blocked, blocked every single human I could think of. Even humans I didn't know, which is, I know it's so fucking weird, but... I got on this app that basically I could put in, like, let's say I put in your name, right? And it would block even your followers. I know, I know. From my account, which, like, now it's so humiliating for me when I, like, you know, maybe I'll tap on somebody's profile and it says unblock. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. It's not about you. It was me. But whatever. I had to do that for me. I had to do that for for me to be able to feel comfortable in a space to share my fucking life. Like it was really, 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 really hard for me to do it. And I was not the person that I am today. I, I didn't have the confidence that I have today. I was so fragile. I, you know, like I was just in such a different mindset. So it was really fucking hard for me. But you were one of the people that I can count on one hand that I would speak to about wanting, even wanting to do this. Like I wouldn't even verbalize it to people because I was so ashamed that I even wanted to put myself out there and be seen by people. Like I couldn't even accept that. You know what I mean? And so we both kind of started, not, I, I wouldn't say at the same time. We did. I kind of at I the same time? I don't, I don't know. No, you started before, but I didn't know it was a secret. <laughs> of course, she had blocked me, guys. Um, I blocked everybody. If you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> I remember this. Like, I have a very visual memory. So I, I was living in New York at that time. Oh my God, yeah. And I remember getting into a cab. And as I, as I mentioned before, Lisa was my safe zone. So you were the first person to know after my mom. And I was like, oh my God, I have to tell you something. Um, I don't know how to tell you this. People are going to be super judgy about it. But I think I want to become a blogger. And she was like, what? Oh my God, I have something to confess. <laughs> And I was like, wait, what? And she's like, well, actually, I have this page that I've been posting for a couple of months. And I go on her profile. She has all these followers. Brands are sending her shit. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it was so bad that I think I did, eventually when she allowed me to, I did like a story telling my audience about Lisa. And I got so many DMs saying like, this account says it doesn't exist. Are you sure was blocked. Are you sure this is the right account? Uh, it says no user found. I'm dead. And I'm dead. Lisa had blocked literally everybody. Yeah. So why why do you think we were so scared? Because we were scared of what people were gonna say. And I'm gonna be super transparent. When I started, people laughed at me. Like, I'm sure people laughed at me too. Like, I just don't know, but I'm sure they did. Oh no. I, people would be super direct with me like oh my god please stop it you're playing the little influencer card it's so embarrassing like friends would say that to you friends family um but i had something really nice that my my costa rican group of friends they are the best like i've i've never experienced something like that and they were super cute they were the ones that pushed me to do it we went on a on a trip to the beach and they were like this is the weekend you're going to start your blog. And I was like, no, you guys are crazy. And they're like, yes, you are. One of my friends did my makeup. The other one helped me with the styling. The other one Was this the, the day that we were doing, I was holding your hand while you posted hashtags? Was this that day? Remember you were... F- that like, was later. That was when I posted that picture. That Bao was, was posting photos and she's stunning. She looks like a model. So I'm like, bro, just keep going. Like, keep going, keep going. And... I remember one day she was like I need to post hashtags but I'm so embarrassed to like I remember this like it was yesterday she was like I need to post hashtags so my photos can get more views yeah but like she's like I'm so embarrassed because I know that if I post the hashtags it's like it's like one of those things where people will know like oh okay you're trying to get seen you know and I was like dude who fucking cares just put it in the comments like you got this let's go like let's go and I was like oh my god I posted the hashtags please help me and then you had to like 
call me down for the next three hours. It's going to be okay, I promise. And I'm like, no, it's not going to be okay. I'm going to delete them. And you were like, no, don't delete them. And I'm like, yes, I have. Well, we had, you know, you had the more ballsy approach where you took your profile that already existed with everybody that you already knew ever in your life that was following you and you just started there. I was a shady bitch (laughs) and started a whole new one with a name that was not mine. I had like a different name. A chair for my bag. A chair for my bag. I'll never forget. R.I.P. Because I was like, I don't want my name on there because I don't even want anybody to find me. So I wouldn't even put my last name. You know when you put your name? Like I would just write Lisa because I was like, I don't want somebody to put in Lisa Gilmore. Obviously, I know I'm not the center of the universe. I know people weren't looking for me. But on the off chance that somebody was going to search, I was like, I don't even want them to like find me. I can't take the chance yeah so i did it i had i i like have so much respect for you because i would have died i was scared i was so scared like if it weren't for you and my costa rican friends that literally like kidnapped me and were like you can do this so what would you say to somebody who's listening right now who's like i want to start on tiktok i want to start on ig i want to start whatever fucking platform feels good to them but i'm so scared I'm scared of judgment. I'm scared of Go. being people, seen. People are always going to talk shit about you. It doesn't matter what you do. If you do it, people are going to talk bad about you. And if you don't do it, people are going to talk about bad about you. There's no way of winning. I regret... If I have one big regret in this life, is Not letting, starting sooner. It's not starting me sooner. Too. And not letting fear control, my, control me. Yeah, same. I... It's just incredible to think back and think of all the moments I didn't take action just because I was scared. Same. Same. How would you, how do you feel now? Um, I love what I do. I'm not going to lie. It's still scary sometimes. Like I still really struggle with what I want to share with my audience because I'm always scared of backlash, you know, like, um, for a moment, I think I I mentioned you, uh, I, I think we talked about, we talked about this. But for a moment, like, I would not post bikini pictures, even if I was Because you were getting those messages. Because I was getting horrible comments. Which is so, like... About... Gain, I, would always, I would always tell her, send me the username. About, like... <laughs> send me the fucking gain username. Gain weight, whatever, eat a burger, you're skinny, disgusting, uh, you're so unrelatable. And people didn't know what I was going through. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've... I don't know if I get old or if I've... Well, I'm actually going to have to... Okay. No. Let's go back for a second. Um, I knew I wasn't doing a lot of things because of fear. So I reached out to Lisa and I was like, look, I think I want to go to therapy. I've never gone to therapy. This is recent. This is very recent. Yeah. And because I noticed that when I, when I would go to like influencer events, I would stand in a corner and make myself super small. People would be like, Hey, how are you? What do you do? And I'd be like, nothing. Like you were dimming yourself down. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I had... I had so much to offer, but I was so scared. So yeah. I would just make myself small. And I reached out to Lisa and I was like, I'm so scared of what other people think. And I'm, I keep looking for external validation and that's not right. Something has to change. And I remember thinking like Lisa has, has had such a positive, inspiring transformation in the last two years. And I looked at you and I was like, I want that. I also want that. And she gave me uh, your therapist's number, whatever. She connected me to this girl who's amazing and has changed my life. Shout out, Steph. Yeah. Thanks, Steph. <laughs> um, so I started going to therapy. And thanks to therapy, all of a sudden, I became... I started to be myself online. I was like, I'm not ashamed of this video anymore. I'm not ashamed of telling the truth. I'm not... And that has helped me tremendously. Like, my last trip, that was a, a influencer trip... I felt so comfortable. I was like, it's okay to be myself. What What do you think it was in particular about therapy? Obviously, that's a very personal thing. But I know, for example, Steph and I, we did fucking everything. Every exercise. every We did so many different exercises and activities and so many different things that over time cultivated a sense of worth for me, which is what I needed, right? Is to feel worthy. That was my biggest thing. Ultimately, when everything else when we got rid of all the other shit that was on top, that was like the foundation that was lacking, really. So what do you think it was or has been so far that once you guys talked about it, maybe you were like, oh, fuck. I think it was also self-worth, but in a very different way. So you know how we've been talking about that we grew up in Costa Rica. Um, Growing up in Latin America, it's a very, how do you say this in English? Uh, Machismo? Sexist. Uh, Yeah. And so I grew up... I don't, I don't think I ever realized it until I started going to therapy, but I realized that I was 
desperately looking for external validation, uh, self-worth in other words, because I had always been told that I wasn't enough. So like for example, I remember um, it was, I have two older brothers. I remember my grandfather would always get really excited about my brothers and then he wouldn't even look at me and then he was like, I don't believe in spending uh, money on education for a girl. And I was like, ouch. Um, I didn't know that. That's yeah, crazy. that's crazy. Um, he was, don't get me wrong, he was a very good person, but it's just a culture thing. Well, it's probably generationally how he was raised. Exactly. And he came from a family of four guys, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's all he knew. Yeah. And then I remember going to call, I remember being in high school and then I was really bullied in high school. And then I was always told like, you would never, you'll never go, you'll never get into your dream school. You'll never do this. You'll never Which do is that. crazy because Bao has always been like, a, like you were in like honor society, straight A student, like killed it. Like, but I was always told that I wasn't good enough. I remember I loved dancing. I loved ballet, but I was the worst of the class. I, I knew it. I wasn't blind. Like I was really, really bad like and i was what i it didn't matter i was always told that i wasn't good enough good enough to go to my dream school good enough to get my dream job good enough uh to do this or that so when i started my online presence so you believed it i really believed it completely like i I remember being like i want to work with this client but i'll never be good enough Mm -hmm. so why even why even knock on their door yeah and that's something that therapy really helped me because it doesn't it doesn't matter how many likes you get in a picture. It doesn't matter how many followers you get. External validation will never be enough. You need to validate yourself. How have you been validating yourself? That's a very hard one. Uh, I think that from where we come from, if you say that you're good at something, you're considered um, really cocky. I think it's a, a female thing as well. Also, yeah. So I remember people always would always ask me, like, what are you good at? And I would always be like, nothing i'm really bad at everything and i feel like that's our first instinct mm-hmm. all the time when people ask us mm-hmm. people ask you that question and then i realize like no you know what i'm actually really good at this or that and it's okay to say it there's a, there's something that's called humble bragging i think dwayne johnson the rock does it really well you don't see him saying like oh my god i'm the best actor i'm the most followed person on instagram no he, he just says, is he just is and he just like Hey guys, thank you so much because of you and your support. Yeah. I'm now I now have the best-selling tequila brand in the United States. And so you're happy to be a part of that. You want to support him. Mm-hmm. He's not a look at me and what I've accomplished. So you're saying therapy made you realize you needed to cultivate more self-worth in your life and learn how to validate yourself and eliminate these beliefs that you had completely adopted that were that you weren't good enough and that it was never good enough right and so if somebody was like listen if somebody was listening and they were like well fuck i need to work on my self-worth and maybe therapy isn't accessible to them because i know it's not for everybody what where would you tell them to go or what would you tell them to do like have there been any things that you've done with yourself or even just like in the words that you speak or what what little things have you noticed actually make have been making a big change sorry that question was all over the place um several things one uh i didn't do a lot of things because of as i mentioned before because of fear give me an example okay so for example the bikini pictures mm-hmm. uh, because i would get oh my god you're so skinny man whatever so now i will post that picture and if i get those comments and it's gonna sound so weird but what i do everybody has their own thing i imagine those people it sounds so crazy i imagine those people sitting um at the beach they're sitting in the sand and the sea just swallows them <laughs> and it's so weird but that's how i get rid of the comments i'm like and i just visualize i'm a very visual person so i just visualize literally like the, it's swallowing you can just send me their username i'll take care of it (laughs) no but seriously okay the photo so doing something so posting a picture even if you're even if you're worried about the outcome yeah um i also stopped i used to do this a lot like i would only post something based on what would i get from it you know like i'm gonna post this video because it's a trending topic and i know it's gonna go viral i've learned to let go of the outcome and Mm -hmm. then be like oh it was a horrible video. It got two likes and three views. Whatever. What's next? Because you liked it. 
because yeah. you enjoyed it. So now I post things because I like them, not because they're going to go viral or because people tell me to or whatever. I also did something, it's it's very weird uh, exercise, but I did a notebook. I have this yellow notebook and I wrote down everything that I think I'm good at, everything that I want to get better at and everything I'm bad at and that's okay. I love that. And I'm okay with not being good at a lot of things, you know? My life changed when I went to therapy, but when I started living in a space of acceptance because I was always chasing self-love. And I know I say that word a lot because I love it and I love the concept and I love what's behind it. But I think the definition of that has significantly changed for me over the years. I used to think that I was never going to be able to be happy with myself because I was like, I'm never going to love myself fully. Because I knew there were things, maybe physically and emotionally, that I didn't love and probably would never love. But what I hadn't understood was that that is literally okay. It's literally okay if you spend the rest of your life not loving every single thing about you, as long as you live in a space of acceptance for most of the time where you can sit with yourself and say, I love this, but you know what? I don't love that, but that's okay. Like, I just, I don't love it. And it's okay. And if maybe you don't love it enough to the point where you want to change it or do something about it, great. And if you don't, then that's great as well. But I didn't even know that self-acceptance existed. I didn't know that body neutrality existed. I thought it was either you love yourself or you don't at all. So when once i understood like you're allowed to just accept the things that you love accept the things that you like accept the things that you're neutral about and accept the things that you don't love that's when i finally was like oh fuck like okay it's okay i can i can do this and i think the more that you accept yourself the more you get to know yourself and the more that you know yourself you're able to share that more with people and therefore you connect more with people so by me changing my relationship with myself it's impacted every relationship that i have in my life Literally. and you, you see this on pinterest right i sound like a fucking pinterest quote but it's so true when you live it 100 percent. you know can you i wanted to ask you this selfishly can you describe me when we met and me now well I, that's another thing i feel like i haven't told you a lot of things lately <laughs> um you Okay, you were always bubbly, energetic, happy. No, shut the fuck um, up. One of the reasons we really connected from the very beginning is that we share our, we have the same love languages. Mm -hmm. So that was very special to me because I, I had never shared a love language with anybody. Yeah. Um, so that was really special. But I mean, it was also different because you were going through a really hard time when we met. I was going through a really hard time. Um, I also feel like when you're in college, you're just trying to figure it out. You have no idea what you're doing and people expect you to graduate and have... I still don't know what I'm doing, but yeah. I still don't know. I'm yeah. 28 yeah. and I was, we were 22 back then and people, I don't know, people were like, oh my God, I got a job at JP Morgan. I'm making so much money. And I was like, Lisa, I don't have a job. I don't even know how to apply to one. And you were like, it's okay. It's okay. We're in this together. But um, <laughs> I do feel uh, that you were insecure. You mm -hmm. were very insecure. You so insecure i decided that i wanted to go to therapy because i saw a lot of myself in you four or five years ago uh you would make yourself small in in a room you would always excuse yourself um and you would all also you would always cancel plans <laughs> i i didn't it, as i guess you said before like that wasn't a thing for me because i'm really chilled yeah but you didn't know how to deal with it. Like I remember yeah. you canceling and then feeling super bad or you telling me like, I really don't want to go to this party, but I have to go because I don't know how to say no. Yeah. So you would force yourself to a lot of events and things. That well, you I had, I still do. I had such bad social anxiety. I mean, I have a, an, I have an anxiety disorder in general, but it, it, it can also be very social as well, which is hard for people to understand when they meet me now because I'm very social. But just because I now know how to be social and how to navigate my own anxiety doesn't mean it's still not there. And it doesn't mean that some days I have to fucking force myself out of the house. And I know that once I get to wherever I'm going, I'll be okay. But it's still something that is so real. But I didn't understand any of the mental things that I struggle with. I didn't know they were 
present at that time. Do you know what I mean? Like I never had that conversation of like, oh, you might be anxious. You might actually have anxiety. Like I didn't know these things. Nobody talks these about These are all that. new they subjects talk. that thank God we finally fucking talk about. Exactly. But so I didn't even understand what the fuck was going on in my life with me. I was so insecure and I had just lost my dad. And then fucking throw it on top somebody in somebody in my life going literally literally psychotic and then it was a lot you know yeah and then also (laughs) add that i feel like the transition phase after college is really hard so people don't talk about that enough no and there's all these expectations so hard there's there isn't really a manual or a guide on what to do once you graduate you know um but one of the biggest things uh, i remember like when you didn't want when you wanted to cancel a plan you wouldn't cancel you would just not answer your phone and then be like oh my god sorry i fell asleep like three days later which was okay with me but that was the first thing i noticed you would be upfront and be like hey you know what i'm having a really rough day you I mean now like, you yeah. mean the difference now like, oh, I okay feel really anxious um do you think we can reschedule yeah and that was the first thing that i noticed i was like damn good for her i wish I wish I had the balls to do that. And then you started posting more online. You started being more open. You started unblocking people from your Instagram. (laughs) Um, And in general, just like you started talking about topics that we had never talked before. And I was like, wow, I'm I'm admiring you so much. Even like you and I are workaholics. Like we, we talk about this all the time. Yeah. But you went from blaming yourself from not working like you texting me being like oh, i'm so pissed at myself it's sunday i didn't work because uh, i had a headache or whatever to being like you know what today wasn't a great day tomorrow will be better how was your day <laughs> and i was like it's literally therapy <laughs> literally but it was it was great for me because i'm also really hard on myself yeah so even with small things like i was like i didn't work out today uh, i should have i have an why are we like this Cause you're an Aries. Yeah. Like I'm a Capricorn. It makes sense. I guess Aries are also very intense. Intense, yeah. Powerful. Very intense. Um, but I, I envied a lot of you. Like I saw your transformations, and I was like, I want some of that. Like, is that available to me? It's available for anybody. I think. Like I think, acceptance and and self worth is, like, self worth. Everybody is worthy by birthright. Like you are worthy just by being alive. First of all, but I think depending on the life that we get put into and the circumstances, the environment, the family, the culture, the country, the religion, I think all these things systematically affect our worth and how we feel about our worth and how we view our worth. And for me, it's crazy because I, you know how you said, like people told me I wasn't good enough and I believed it. For me, it was like I told myself I wasn't good enough and I believed it. Like, nobody attached that to me. My parents were amazing. I gave it to myself. Like a fucking moron. I think it's also important to say this. Uh, Hopefully somebody can relate to this. Um, One of the reasons I really postponed going to therapy was because I was like, what am I supposed to tell her? Like, I don't have an active problem in my life. Like, I was in remission. It's not like my parents were getting a divorce. I wasn't going through any tragic moment. So I felt like I can't go like I don't I don't have anything to say like all my quote unquote little problems are like super superficial like and you inspired me to go to therapy and then I was like I remember my first session I was like I mean Lisa had a lot to tell her I like I don't I don't know what I want to tell her I was like my first thing was like hi um Lisa's my best friend and she's like um I don't know Lisa because I got this like another shrink there from the same office but different one and she's like well i don't know lisa but that sounds great (laughs) (laughs) she's like we're here to talk about you i'm like yeah but my friend lisa says you were scared i was i was you were so scared i was like the first thing i said i was like i don't know what to say and she's like it's fine yeah and we just started to get to know each other and sometimes i really want to cancel i'm like i'm like for example, I think I had her yesterday. Was it Tuesday? Yeah. yeah, yesterday. I had her yesterday, and I was like, I want to cancel. Why though? And my husband was like, Why? I'm like, Because I have nothing to tell her. Like, what? Are, what are we going to talk about? And then we, I got on the call. It was basically because um, I was like, I'm not gonna like 
if I if I canceled, she would charge me. A yeah, fee. so you're like fuck no. So I was like hell no, yeah. I can't cancel. I'm not yeah. gonna lose my money. Yeah. And then I was so happy I went because somehow she detected things that we had to work on. Well, that's a good therapist will do that. They will pull the things necessary out of you, right? I mean, I would show up with a fucking notebook every day, being like, okay, number one. <laughs> Of course you would. Of no, I wouldn't, but I had it in my head. I would literally write down in my notes app, like, things I wanted to talk about. That's very important. So that I wouldn't... I mean, I had a shit ton to talk about, don't get me wrong, but I never didn't have something to talk about. Like, I still would love to go to therapy, and I love my... Th- I talk about stuff literally in every fucking episode, I think, but because she, cha- she changed my life. But, yeah, I think being fearful of opening up is so real. It's very, it's very. But how life changing has it been? It's been the best thing that I ever did, and I know it's been an investment. I'm not gonna lie. It is, but it's an investment for the rest of your life. But it's so worth it. Yeah. And having, I, I don't know if I, I don't think I mentioned this, but I realized I had to go to therapy because I would wake up every day at five in the morning, and people were like, "Oh my god, you're so productive," and I'm like, "Yeah," but the thing that you don't know is that I wake up at five because anxiety wakes me up. Yeah. What are you anxious about? I have no idea. I was just horribly anxious stomach aches this feeling of it's like so i throw up yeah and everybody would ask me like why are you so anxious i'm like i don't know i don't know what's causing it well for somebody who doesn't understand anxiety they think there's always a trigger and something i've learned is yes sometimes there is a trigger but sometimes there isn't so that's even the hardest thing is is having to explain to somebody who has no idea what the fuck it means that sometimes it just literally shows up in your mind and can control your control your whole day yeah really bad our time is almost up but i want to ask you two last questions my second to last question is what do you wish or maybe we already answered this in this episode i don't know but what do you wish more people knew about you that they don't from your pages oof a lot really yeah recently some of my friends have been like oh my god this person talked about you the other day and she asked me if you were x y and c um i get a lot of people say ask this all the time like is she mean in real life i'm not mean i promise you i have a lot of things that i'm not good at or defects like everybody but i'm not mean um i'm also very interested in always like getting to know other people I know I have resting bitch face, but that's basically because usually I'm too scared to go up to you and talk to you, not because I'm thinking anything bad about you. It's just because I'm scared. I'm so happy we're doing this because I think, well, I'm so excited for my audience to get to know you, but more than that, I've been so excited about this because I knew you would feel safe with me, (laughs) you know? No, I knew you would feel comfortable with me. And so I was like, I'm so excited for your audience to see a whole, not other side of you, but yeah kind of in a way because this is intimate yeah you're not just i don't do this on my fucking stories you don't either right maybe you do 15 seconds of it where you do open up but it's so cool to let people see a different side and it's not even a different side it's just see you in an hour-long conversation right with somebody that you feel close to and i think that's when that's how i have i think felt the closest to my audience is through this podcast because this is where I can actually speak and you can hear my tone and you can hear what makes me laugh and the jokes that I that I think are funny or whatever, things that make me feel inspired, whatever, right? And so that humanizes you in a way, right? Where it's like maybe people just see your pages and it's like, holy fuck, it's like you like blowing up on all these platforms and I think this will be so cool to like humanize you in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wish people knew that I'm human. I have a lot of problems. I, I'm not perfect at all. Uh, I have insecurities, a lot of insecurities, like everybody else does. And I really enjoy meeting new people. I'm not mean. Um, I, like, I would never in my life describe you as mean. Yeah. Like, I just, I could never even, like, you're like, I always tell you, I'm like, you're too nice. Yeah. I'm like, I'm literally always like, I need to rub off some like bitch on you because. My, my shrink says the same, like, you have to learn to put limits. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say yes to everyone. Yeah. I don't know how to say no. Yeah, you don't. I'm a people pleaser. Yeah. Um, that's something that I've been working in therapy. Like if I know it's your birthday and you can only eat gluten free things. And if I have a busy day, but I still have to drive. 50 minutes to go buy you'll, you'll do it almond flour to bake your cake i will do it okay my last question for you 
is a question I ask everybody at the end. You're going to tell us how you're going to be 1% kinder to yourself this week. Okay, yes, I, it's actually one of my goals for this week. Um, I, it sounds really bad, but I'm really a workaholic and I'm really, really hard on myself. Yeah. With, when I don't comply, meet certain goals for that week, I'm like, maybe if you wouldn't have watched a Netflix show, you would have done it. Maybe if you wouldn't have hanged out with Like no friends, compassion. I have no compassion whatsoever. Which is crazy because you're the most compassionate person for other with people. everyone else but, I'm really, but yourself. I'm really mean to myself. No, you're mean. Like, <laughs> we're literally yeah. the same fucking so person. What, I, what I'm doing now, I have this like calendar and I'm like, I'm doing one thing this week that is just dedicated to myself. And I'm doing it by myself and it's just whatever, how long it takes. Like what? Like like watching Netflix or something? Like, this sounds really dumb, but I, I love fashion. So I bought... Doesn't sound dumb. I love... No, wait. Oh, I haven't finished. Um, I love fashion, so I bought all these like old fashion magazines on Amazon. And I just want to sit and like cut images that I like and paste them and like just so watch cute. them by myself like I literally told my husband like I'm gonna like, have Eduardo you're not welcome <laughs> I'm like I'm like I told my husband like AK, I love how you said by myself to Eduardo I hope you're listening to this like yeah I and then not feel bad about the fact that oh my god you wasted three hours cutting magazines instead of pitching brands or editing a video for yeah. TikTok or yeah we gotta work. we gotta work on that yeah yeah okay so I love thank that. you so much for having me where can people find you um, you can find me on TikTok, Pinterest, and Instagram. Um, I do a lot of Spanglish, but I can we can talk in English or Spanish. And just know that my DMs are always open. Like, don't be afraid to send me a DM <laughs> with whatever question you have, especially if it's an autoimmune disease question. If I don't know, help with growing on social media, whatever it is, whatever it is, or like just like, hey, I heard you on the podcast. Um, my DMs are always open, and I love meeting new people. Love that. Love this so much. Thank you for coming on. Love you for having me. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.